Welcome one and all to episode 19 of the Scum and Villainy podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down the latest and greatest in Star Wars news. I am your host, Garrett McDowell, and in my co-pilot seat, driving this uh, hunk of junk across the galaxy, we got Noah to George. What's going on, buddy? You know the the scene in in Tommy Boy where they're driving and like the the hood of the car like comes up in front of the windshield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got no doors. There's like a deer screaming in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, that's that is this podcast. That's us right now. But we make it sound as official as it needs to be, as we try to be. Yeah, to give the you the listener some behind the scenes details. We just spent like 15 minutes trying to whatever technical difficulties aside hopefully everything sounds good and we're, we're going if it doesn't sorry <laughs> that's our bad you get uh, what you get you get what you get and we get what we pay for which is nothing, <laughs> nothing. we don't we, we don't pay for anything here absolutely sponsors let it ring us up call yeah, us up sure sure you want you want some audible subscription you know stuff hey, man, we'll, we'll hello talk fresh about it. we'll talk hello about fresh. it MeUndies or Casper mattresses, whatever you and, got. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get some Dollar Shave <laughs> Club stuff in there, yeah. even though I I don't shave regularly. No, not your face. Uh, you know, well, that's a discussion for another podcast, maybe. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, but speaking of discussions, we ha- do have a lot to talk about today. We've got a new trailer uh, for Star Wars Hunters. We've also got uh, some details on a new documentary about one Mr. George Lucas, uh, and to cap it all off, we are going to discuss our hopes and dreams for Star Wars Visions, which drops next week on Disney+. Plus. Um, but first, uh, I did want to talk about a little bit of a, a, a more somber topic here, Noah. Um, actor, uh, Voice actor Tom Kane uh, has officially retired due to complications from a stroke. Uh, Tom Kane is, of course, best known by Star Wars fans for voicing Yoda in The Clone Wars, as well as narrating the opening for every single episode. Uh, and he's also got a ton more voice credits, uh, voice acting credits, uh, and he will no longer be able to voice act uh, and is officially retiring uh, because he is uh, continuing to recover from a stroke that he suffered last year. Um, I did want to just talk about this briefly here because Tom Kane is such a big part of the Clone Wars and uh, hearing that he is officially, you know, putting down the mic, so to speak, it's uh it's heartbreaking, but I'm also really glad and feel so fortunate that he is, um, he's still with us. And by all accounts, you know, he's doing well. I'm just, uh, yeah, this sucks. It's tough yeah, to hear. It is. And, and, and we hope, you know, that he continues to, to do well. It's great that his family definitely understands that there is a, there's a precedent for a lot of encouragement from the community, um, for his health and everything. And that's, I mean, obviously you and I, and, and I'm, I'm hoping everyone listening is a part of that encouragement. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of a huge blow to, to what we know as the, the parts of star Wars that kind of made us, made us the fans that we are. And like, I can just clearly imagine Tom Kane's narration before every episode. And I think it's funny to kind of like, you know, make jokes about that narration in that style. Uh, like when I was watching Clone Wars, I would just imagine everything being narrated in that <laughs> in that kind of format. Yeah. You know, well, like, it's funny. Like when the uh, when the Bad Batch came out, and you know, those that's something that you and I really hoped for was that those first episodes would actually have that narration. That was something that I was like, oh, if they don't have that in the first few episodes, I'm gonna be really bummed. And then you know, after Order sixty six, they kind of abandoned that, which just really gives it this nice kind of stark difference. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the you know the this the fun kind of uh retro kind of old timey you know like you, you would go like in the 40s you go see a movie and there would be like a reel before the movie would start like you know make sure you know billy you get your your scraps and you could you too can be part of the war effort kind of <laughs> has that nice flavor to it as well and i think it's such a nice touch but yeah Every bond uh, also, you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best man's gun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Say that five times fast. Uh, I but cannot. Yeah, t- yeah, Tom Kane as uh, as Yoda as well. Uh, such an integral part of the Clone Wars, and to take up a character that's so iconic uh, and voiced by you know uh, an equally iconic voice actor with uh, Frank Oz is no small feat. And no, Tom Kane absolutely crushes it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about it briefly here, uh, give our best wishes to his family. I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, this sucks. 
Um, but uh, the Star Wars community is right behind you, Tom, and uh, we hope you're doing well. And here at Scum and Villainy, you have our best wishes. Absolutely. I was going to say, I think um, it's it's interesting to know that for some people, you know how we always talk about like, well, you know, I have more than one Obi-Wan. I have James Arnold Taylor. I have, yeah. uh, you know, Ewan McGregor and I have Alec Guinness. And, and I think for a lot of people, Tom Kane's voice is is Yoda more than sure. thinking of Frank Oz, you know, that's, of that's course. a big deal. Yeah. And ushering that character along, uh, how fortunate are we to have someone like, you know, Tom Kane, uh, in star Wars and yeah, hope he's doing well, best wishes to his family. Um, but moving on from there, it's not easy to kind of transition out of those more, uh, somber stories, but yeah, where's your good segue now? <laughs> Um, speaking of like really uh, <laughs> integral parts of Star Wars, Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who has writing credits on not just uh, Star Wars, uh, but other Lucasfilm properties like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, but he also uh, was a writer of The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Solo, such an icon in Star Wars. Uh, but Kasdan is actually directing a six ep- episode docuseries about George Lucas and ILM. Uh, this will premiere on Disney Plus, uh, and this was reveal uh, review, or excuse me, revealed uh, by composer James Newton Howard, uh, and he talked about this on Score the podcast. He says that he uh, actually scored this upcoming documentary uh, and that it's fantastic. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this here because this is something that I had kind of hoped for um, uh, a couple episodes ago. I really wanted like a great. George Lucas kind of behind the scenes thing, considering right, this film yeah. is celebrating its 50th anniversary. So just wanted to get your reaction on this. Not only that this docuseries is coming, but the fact that Lawrence Kasdan of all people is directing this. How do you, That's, what's your reaction to that? Well, we all know that return of the Jedi is, is, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, so yeah. that's, that's big for me. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, cause when I think about like, Oh man, what would I love to see? you know, in, in another documentary, if we're talking about like 50 years of Lucasfilm, what would I like to see? I would love to see six episodes of George Lucas just sitting down and talking. That's it. Like, (laughs) I feel like, and it's weird, but I feel like it's been a while since I've just listened to George Lucas's soft, you know, soothing voice voice. yeah (laughs) i feel like it's been a long time since i've listened to george lucas talk and i just want to know what he has to say about the world right now in terms of entertainment and and his his view of everything as it stands right now yeah 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 and i'm really hoping that this documentary is not just archival footage and i would love to see like you said some new comments from george lucas i mean obviously his thoughts on Star Wars are very well documented, but I would love to see him come back and share some insight. Obviously, Disney's not going to let him, if he, if he had negative things to say about the Mouse House, they're not going to probably keep that in. Um, right, but considering right. that this is a docuseries about not just George Lucas, but ILM, I think if you are going to talk about technological advancements, the you you know, it only makes sense to me to talk about the modern uh, things with the volume and, and, and the Mandalorian and all the wonderful things that they're doing over there. I mean, when I think about uh, the Mandalorian and the volume, it makes me think about George Lucas Absolutely. because he was someone yeah. who was always on the cutting edge of technology and for better or worse, the prequels are this real, you know, uh, headfirst dive into things that have never really been done before. I mean, say what you will about, you know, Jar Jar, but it's a technological marvel. It's, it's, it's astounding. If you look at other contemporary films of the time, the fact that, you know, Jar Jar George took such a swing, uh, to, to really go out there and make something that nobody had ever really seen before. I mean, that is what really um, blows me away about the technical side of George Lucas. And I'm hoping that this docuseries will really dive into that. Yeah. Well, talking about like when I know people meme it a lot, but when, when, when they're, you know, you're watching the, the Phantom Menace behind the scenes and George says, like, if we nail Jar Jar, we nail the whole thing. Jar Jar is the key to all this. Yes. (laughs) People meme that a lot because it's like, Oh my gosh, George Lucas really thought that Jar Jar Binks was going to be the one thing to tie this all together and blah, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. But that's, 
people are missing the point. I think the point yeah. there is Jar Jar is is a representation of the steps forward that George Lucas wanted to make with Star Wars to to bring in the technological advancements, to bring in the technological curiosity of a filmmaker. Yeah. And like showing that, saying, yes, you're right, George Lucas, having a full CGI character in the movie for most of it. Yes. If you nail yeah. that, you nail the whole thing. And sure. really, I mean, if we're this far into it, we are, you know, we've just recently passed the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Realistically, like they nailed it. I think that there are only a handful of bits where you can point at, at, at Jar Jar as a, as a technological feature and say like, well, you didn't really nail it. There's only a, a handful of times, but yeah. on the whole, I think that that's something that is, it was clearly important to the team at ILM and look where they are now. It's just, you know, yeah. yeah. And for a film that is uh, nearly as old as I am, the fact that you can say just a handful of moments in the Phantom Menace specifically, I know in, uh, you know, in Attack of the Clones and things like that, George maybe became a bit more audacious in the visual effects. And with, and with that comes a bit more risk. Um, but despite the fact that, that, you know, despite my feelings on some of how those shots actually turned out and maybe the over-reliance on things like that, I think the emphasis here is George's willingness and uh, not just willingness, but uh, the sense of urgency almost to try new things. It was like a, a prerequisite, not just with the prequels, but the original trilogy too. wanting to try these shots and had to use archival World War Two, you know, gunnerships to like to show like this is kind of what I'm thinking because no one ever had really seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that we're going to get a, a docuseries uh, from Lawrence Kasdan, of all people, that's really exciting. So what do you think about Lawrence Kasdan stepping, uh, you know, behind the camera this time uh, in directing this? Because I think that it's a really inspired choice and I'm, it makes me quite curious. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to know that we are in an age where Star Wars is being handed off to new people and new faces and new for for lack of a better term, new eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's nice to know that there is still kind of this Lucasfilm family that um, that there are people that want to see what people like Lauren Ka Lawrence Kasdan have to bring to the table in a, you know, like, hey, this is a project that we want to keep in the family. And this is something yeah. that's important to someone like Lawrence Kasdan. And yeah, I, I'm very, very curious. Um, yeah, I think that above all things, it's it's something that. I want to be able to point at and say like, this is a great choice for, you know, for exploring this little mini series, uh, in, in a way that like, again, keeps it in the family, I guess. Yeah. And it's not like Lawrence Kasdan has never stepped behind the, you know, the director's chair here yeah. or the, behind the camera. He's directed stuff, you know, dating all the way back to the eighties and Wyatt Earp and, you know, uh, uh, Silverado, a lot of different things, but I think the very idea, um, that he is the person who either stepped forward and said that I want this or the fact that maybe Disney, you know, tagged him to do this. That says a lot to me about the type of project that they're wanting to create. And I think that you have someone, you know, other than like Gary Kurtz, who's no longer with us, um, or, um, you know, uh, some of the other, uh, uh, the producers along the way, uh, I, I think the fact that Lawrence Kasdan, who has been with George, you know, almost since the beginning, uh, that to me shows that this is going to be a little bit more, uh, uh of an intimate documentary. Uh, and it's really going to be about George Luke Lucas as a filmmaker and not just, you know, what a lot of star Wars documentaries can kind of fall into of just being like, isn't star Wars great. Isn't this just a lot of cool stuff that we're doing? I think it's going to show that George really wanted uh, to make something different uh, and how he went about that using ILM to kind of pave the way technologically. I think that that's really fascinating. But I also wanted to talk about uh, James Newton Howard, of all people, who is going to be scoring this documentary. Apparently, the fact yeah, that this documentary is going to get original score. 
that's really exciting. You know, and James that it's Howard. Not, it's not a nobody either. <laughs> no, dude's a heavy hitter. Did a, uh, he's done you know nearly every Shyamalan film. Did the Dark Knight trilogy. Did Nightcrawler, Collateral. You know, so much, uh, so many credits there. I, uh, I that, just, yeah, I just recently yeah. watched Nightcrawler, and I was like. Oh my God! The, For the first time? The, no, 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 no! I had watched I it. I, I had watched it uh, freshman year of college for the first time. Okay, and which so it wasn't it wasn't too uh, old at that point. I think it it came out in 2015. I want to say, um, um, is it 2015 probably. or 2016? I think it's, 20, I think it's 20, either 2014 or 2015. Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I watched it a few years later, and then uh, and that was the only time I'd seen it. I rewatched it recently, and I was like, Oh my God! This yeah. This score for for backing the movie that I'm watching right now, like yeah. you you got to be a special kind of someone to do something like that, and and obviously the Dark Knight. I mean, yeah. what a oof. really iconic, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I'm excited that you know considering this is one a, a six episode mini series about George Lucas, and you know I love we talked about it recently. I love some of the behind the scenes documentaries that are out there. Those are like really comforting for me to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I find those really, uh, you know, a, a nice kind of time sink into those. The fact that Disney is tapping someone like James Newton Howard to score this docu series and is making it six episodes, not just like a ninety minute, you know, or like one of those like Disney mini series. And episode three is about George Lucas, you know, no, like this the is, fact that it's this a, is a whole big deal. thing. Yeah. It's a whole production just gets me really excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to see, uh, the, the actual result of it. Yeah. I think, um, I would ask you this, if you're thinking like, okay, we're going to just do a whole thing about ILM, where do things vary for you and your expectations from like episode one to episode six, you know, like where do things I would say, where do things kind of take different paths for you? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping that this really, because George Lucas has been someone who has had quite the roller coaster ride um, in the eyes of fans. And now that the, the, the rage and the anger that people directed towards George has now shifted towards Disney and Kathleen, people like Kathleen Kennedy uh, specifically. Oh, yeah. I would love, even though this documentary is about George, I would love for it to reinforce that Lucasfilm in a contemporary context with in the hands of Disney is still on the cutting edge of trying new things. Um, you know, again, even though the results are mixed with Rogue One uh, and The Mandalorian Season 2 with Luke Skywalker, we just talked about it. They're trying oh, yeah. new things. That's, you know, I can't think of a lot of those type of deep fake slash de-aging kind of hybrid things, you know, in a television show of all things. And the fact that the volume is just one example of the many different types of uh, technological advancements that they've made recently. I would love for, you know, episode one, you're always going to have that kind of, you know, just from starting in a Pasadena garage, you know, all the way to, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's going to have that kind of thing, but going from, you know, the, the humble beginnings of Lucasfilm and ILM and showing that the legacy that George, you know, uh, really created is still being carried out today. I know it sounds kind of, um, self-aggrandizing a little bit because Disney is the one who's, you know, putting this documentary together and they're like, see, yeah, we, yeah. We, we still take care of stuff. I could understand how that could be uh, a kind of um, a snake eating its own tail a little bit. But I think that the spirit of George was a pioneer uh, and an idea and, uh, and, and an imagination. And here at Disney, we're still trying to reinforce that and always have that at the heart of what we do uh, at Lucasfilm. To me, I feel like that's what a celebration of Lucasfilm and the legacy that he's had, because I don't think, you know, going back to when I was a kid, people didn't appreciate Lucas. And I know he's a, a bit more favorable now because you don't realize a good thing till it's gone, I suppose. <laughs> It's true. Um, but I would I would love for fans to not just celebrate George, but also celebrate the types of work that um, the contemporary you know filmmakers are making for sure. Yeah, I think um, my last thing is I'm very interested. Uh, maybe we'll get um, kind of a spotlight on Skywalker Sound. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I think that would be awesome. Uh, and I'm reminded of this because recently um, I know you saw this on my letterbox. I watched uh, Mac and Me the. Yeah. Uh, 
the classic, the cult classic, <laughs> Mac and Me, um, financed financed by McDonald's, and uh, boy, what a ride! However, um, <laughs> I didn't see any credit for like Skywalker sound, um, but the the characters, the little the Max, if you will, uh, their their alien species, they like have this like whistle communication, and at one point it legitimately sounded like it was just ripped from a new hope that <laughs> like it was just R- it knows r2d2 oh. like they're just making little beeps and boops but it was like whist like his like you know his his kind of like soft whistles i've never seen the, the, the film i'm not familiar well no i know but you're familiar <laughs> with the way that r2 sounds just picture that oh, i thought you meant mac and me <laughs> no um i do recommend it it's uh available on amazon prime uh yeah. It's what funny. a ride! You, what you, a ride! You watched it with a group of uh, mutual friends that, uh, you know, yeah. uh, of the two of us, and all of whom have Letterboxd. That I went on Letterboxd the following morning, and it was just like Mac and me, Mac and me, Mac and me, Mac and me. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god! Uh, it was like quite a quite a wake up. <laughs> um, it's it's a long ninety minutes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, moving on from there, uh, we've got a new cinematic trailer for Star Wars Hunters coming uh, not exclusively, uh, but on the Nintendo Switch. Um, We got this uh, new cinematic trailer here, which showcases this arena battle, third person heroes versus villains Following the, uh, the events of Return of the Jedi, the, the trailer itself is a little shaky on details on the, the, the story, uh, but we get some glimpses of the types of uh, characters and some of the weaponry you can uh, expect to see here. Um, the uh, character that we see is a uh, dark side warrior named Reeve, uh, and she is facing off against a Mandalorian named Arin Tall, uh, and there's many more uh, characters there, including, uh, but not excluded to, an Ugnot Droidica. Dude, uh, I saw that Ugnot Droidica and I was like, okay, that's kind of it's kind of dope as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that would be my uh my Star Wars character just wheeling around or controlling some kind of mech battle that's, droid kind of situation. I that'd be pretty Literally pretty sick. did not expect that, but yeah. I don't think I would have ever thought of that and I think yeah. that that's super cool. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you here, uh, what was your uh, reaction, uh, uh, Ugnot aside, uh, to this uh, trailer here for Star Wars Hunters? Um, I saw this and I was like, wait, what? Wait, hold <laughs> on, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, th- I mean, that was my initial reaction. Um, I definitely was left, I'll say this, I was left confused. I think there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um droid with a lightsaber you know i mean we're already getting that in star wars visions so yeah maybe that's going to be explored a little bit more and i'll feel okay about you know not not giving my entire heart to toby but as of right now pre-release toby has my heart yeah um it's there's so many things in there that feel very it it feels like like a sandbox it truly feels like a sandbox where in a good way in a, I'll say, you know what? I'll say it in a good way. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll reserve it. I'll, I'll put a little asterisk by that just to say, I don't fully give it my stamp right now because again, we talk about these things and we know that everyone is going to be talking about these things. How, you know, how is this going to be canon? Is it going to be canon? If it's not canon, sure. do you wish it was canon? If it's definitely not canon, should it be canon? Uh, if, if Lucasfilm says that it's it's not canon are people gonna say you're a liar it totally is and here's why um we're we're, we always get into that into that territory and it's just there are some there are some interesting interesting choices in a sandbox way that's like well but what if it was this and this and that'd be so cool and what if it was an ugnaught that's riding a little hollowed out droidica and yeah yeah it's it's definitely interesting um I do enjoy getting more Star Wars content in video game format that is not just uh, the things that we have grown accustomed to over the years. So it'll definitely be interesting. And I already know the question you're going to ask me, so I'm going to go ahead and preemptively say no. Uh, This is not going to exclusively make me fork over some money to buy a (laughs) Switch. (laughs) Not exclusively, though, but at least the Switch, there is like other, you know... Oh, of course. Other, other I, games been, that one could get. I've been pining for one uh, for a long time. I And I ended up purchasing a, a PlayStation 4 of my own. Um, you know, I'm putting the Switch on hold. 
I think yeah. it's a it's a fun little thing. I really do. The Switch or the the game? The idea of this game. The idea of Star oh. Wars Hunters, yeah. I thought you were like, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little thing. It's kind of, yeah. have you heard of this thing? Have you heard of it? It's called, <laughs> you'll, hold on, get this. Yeah. It's a Nintendo I, Switch. So keeping in mind, like a lot of, you know, uh, Star Wars games that we've gotten in the past are kind of these, you put people in a thing and make them fight. You know, you go back to like all the way back in the day on the like original PlayStation with Masters of Terrace Kasi back yeah. in the, you know, the late nineties, which is uh, not a good game, but no. <laughs> you still got that idea of like, Hey, you know, Star Wars, what if we had those people and they fought each other? Um, that to me is kind of the promise of this game in what looks to be a Fortnite esque kind of adventure here. God, it um, gave me such Fortnite vibes. Even down to the animation, uh, or the I would say the character design more yeah. uh, is it's very cartoony and in, in, a, in a Fortnite way. Um, I it doesn't bother me uh, a great deal. Um, Star Wars is is not only a part of Fortnite. Uh, in regards to the <laughs> characters you can play, but it's nice. also part of the canon of Fortnite. That you <laughs> Nice. Know. Is Fortnite yeah. part of Star Wars canon or is it just the other way? I don't want to think about it because if I do, I will have to crack my head on this desk <laughs> 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 just to make myself go to sleep. Yep. Um, but I think the thing that got me excited about this are all the wacky, colorful, kind of fun characters that we get in this. Because not only do we get like an Ugnot Droidica. Uh, the 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 droid Jedi as you referred to who kind of has like this L three looking design very L three um, yeah but you got Jawas stacked each on each other kind of like a little rascal style I think that that's really fun um, and I love that the idea that you can play as new characters oh yeah because I think the downfall of something like this could just be like super smash bros but with luke skywalker and han solo and things like that and i think a game like star wars battlefront kind of already facilitates that need for me that i would yeah. not see the i wouldn't have the desire to play the same kind of thing i like the idea that this game could be canon i think that that's fun if it was to take place on a planet like narshada or something like that to where it's kind of this criminal planet and you know you've got these ex bounty hunters or, you know, people from all over the galaxy, whether it be Mandalorian or, or bounty hunters or, you know, kind of dark side people or dark side, uh, wielders or Jedi or whatever the case may be, I, or rebels or, you know, empire, whatever. It, there's lots of different titles that one can be in star Wars. And I think it's fun that you might have these people who are here kind of gladiator style. They don't really have a say in it. They're kind of just forced to do this thing, you know? Um, I think that that's fun. I love that you can play as these entirely new characters. I think that that's really fun. And the fact that it takes place uh, post Return of the Jedi, I think, allows for some kind of flexibility there in regards yeah. to the, the canonicity of it all. I almost think and I was I was starting to think about this because I watched it right before uh, we we sat down to record and I was kind of like, what? I have to collect my thoughts about this. Um, I think that it's it's almost likely that if we say that this is canon, um, it'd be very interesting if the characters that we see maybe aren't force users. Maybe they're kind of forced to, for lack of a better term, forced to yeah. be like, oh, it's it's a Jedi and it's, you know, a, a person. Just some dude that, with yeah, like a found tunic. a lightsaber. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, ha uh, hold this lightsaber, put on this dark makeup. Uh, like, you're, wait, what? you're a Sith now. <laughs> You know, because we, we don't yeah. see any anything specific in terms of yeah, force kind of like, like medieval times. You know, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, these yeah. people that, who are okay. like, oh, and a Jedi. You know, that we, could be kind of that we've could be narrowed kind of it down. Yeah. What we want is Star Wars, but medieval times. Oh uh, my gosh! You better hope that you sit in the red section because the red knight always wins. I'm just now. I'm thinking of how much I want that. Literally, just not a video game. Just be able to go to Galaxy's Edge and see some dude, some you know, some summer actor wearing like uh like a big Gamorrean guard costume just throwing around this like nerf axe practically yeah you know and i'm there like eating my little ronto wraps or sucking on my mount or uh, you got a huge my uh, a huge leg of of mutton or or uh or like a, a lizard monkey leg or something yeah yeah like walking, yeah yeah that would yeah, be so much fun i think that man now i kind of want that but <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh yeah I, I i i as well am not going to go out and buy a nintendo switch for this i might not even have 
have to because it looks like there's going to be some type of mobile game variant of it. Um, uh, I've never really super been into phone video games. Like I don't yeah. really play like uh, whatever the Marvel Contest of Champions or, you know, whatever the I know there's a, a Star Wars one out there. Galaxy of Heroes, I believe is yes. what it's called. I know there's lots of options out there. I've never really been one for that. Um, but for all you kiddos out there with a Nintendo Switch, I'm sure this will um, be a delight. It yeah. looks pretty fun to me. Looks all I, right. I'm the absolute worst at Fortnite, so I probably suck at this too. And I'm just gonna stick to Star Wars Battlefront. You know, yeah, stick you've to got what you're your, good at. You've got your little your Smash Brothers with Star Wars needs fulfilled. Yes, I do, and I don't need any more uh, anger in my life of just flipping out and throwing my Nintendo Switch across the room because <laughs> some little ugnot shot me in the back or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I can um, imagine that this would have a very heavy. Uh, online gaming presence in a way that will probably uh, be very interesting for a new generation of players. Yeah, of course. And I'm, uh, I'd be looking forward to see whatever the story is or uh, watch some gameplay footage. Like we said, this is a cinematic trailer. We don't get a lot of gameplay. Uh, we, there was one, uh, a short clip revealed at like an Apple, um, event that they had recently. We literally get like four seconds of gameplay. Um, so who, who's to say that maybe when you see more of that, I'll be, I'll be convinced and I'll go out and buy me a Nintendo switch. But as of right now, uh, we're going to move on, uh, and look towards the future, Noah. What uh, kind the of future? future? The, the, the next week. Oh my <laughs> um, goodness. That's so close. Uh, well, strap in, Noah, because this week we got some early reactions uh, on the Twitter for Star Wars Visions. Um, we had some people who are fortunate enough to watch it. I'm not fortunate enough. Neither are you. Neither am I. Um, but by all accounts, it's excellent. It's wonderful. Uh, it's, it seems to be everything everyone wanted it to be, which is so good to hear. I'm so thrilled, and I, I can't wait to watch that show when it debuts next week, uh, next Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. But I thought here... Um, we could talk about some things that you would be uh, looking forward to or hope to see from, uh, from Star Wars Visions. So we've got a numbered list here going from three to one of just things that we are both kind of wanting to see here. Um, things that we are uh, not necessarily a grocery list because I think that that can be kind of unfair to go in and have these expectations almost. And if it oh, if it doesn't meet this, then, then I don't like it. It's more yeah. of just kind of broad strokes just... I'm looking forward to Star Wars Visions, and these are the aspects that I'm looking forward I, to. I know far too many people that that go into these, you know, huge events with like, okay, if they don't do this, I'm out. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I I don't like to put all that all the all that pressure on it. I, I want it to be the story that it's going to be. Well, especially um, with something so brand new and unique like this, I mean, I think it's almost unfair to to put those kind of expectations for sure. Uh, but Let's let's go ahead, Garrett. What is your third most anticipated, or or uh, I guess your your wish list of what do you want to see next week? Sure. Yeah. So um, Star Wars Visions, I think, really proposes this interesting, not quite experiment, um, but really offering something uh, really unique. Uh, and and one of those elements of the Star Wars that this can really play with is the tone. Um, for the most part, aside from something like maybe Rogue One or more in the novels, I, I would say Star Wars has a similar kind of adventure serial Flash Gordon tone to it. Um, and I think that this can really play with the tone of Star Wars and really offer something super dark and melancholic. And then in the next episode, be this bubbly, fun rock opera and then in the next episode it's like almost a studio ghibli-esque kind of story about a bunny rabbit or whatever yeah, and then go yeah. back to super dark i'm really looking forward to almost this kind of whiplash of emotions here and that we're able to really go on this journey with star wars visions because when you have these different creators who are gifted this ip of star wars something that has influenced so many people across the world to see them want to explore different areas of the galaxy for just, you know, 15 to 20 or so minutes. You don't have to dedicate an entire movie to this tone. We can just kind of have fun and get like this little appetizer kind of flavor of uh, whatever tone that you're going for. I'm really excited for that. And I can't wait to uh, hop from, you know, 
with 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 uh, each episode, you hop from mood to mood. I'm I'm really looking forward to those uh, variety of tones within. I, I definitely visions. agree. I think there's there's so much room for uh, at least what we've seen so far and what we know about what we're going to see. There's so much room for that idea of you know we're we're in a, a story now and the story is going to be separate. It's going to be you know its own thing, and you have no idea what you yeah. what to expect for the next one i i mean really. and and realistically you have a little bit of an idea but you know <laughs> for sure. the imagination's purposes like it, it could be whatever and well i mean if you don't have the episode guide pulled up you right, know you right. just you know episode two of star wars visions will play next you just let it go you know like who's i don't i don't know what the titles are i've tried to kind of stay away from that to have a little bit more fun with this but yeah you know it'll be really nice to go okay we're taking this detour and going to play over here and now we're going to go over here i think that that's uh, really appealing and i i can't wait to go on this fun little adventure certainly most certainly yes what about you buddy what's your number three I think um, third for me, because this is something that I am really looking forward to. Um, it's definitely some, it's a little bit of a wish list thing, a little bit of not necessarily a, a grocery list um, because we don't fully know what we're going to get. But one thing that I want to see that's maybe a little bit more solid is I want to see just all over the place timeline stuff. I want to, I want to see whatever timeline anyone chooses to, uh, to stick in where I, I think that what people may have a problem with visions w once it releases, um, is being able to look at something so different and say, okay, this is star Wars. I can tell this is star Wars because this, this, and that, and it looks exactly like what we've seen. I want to stray far away from those areas where we get something so, you know, far in the past that it's like, you know, the first, the first lightsaber comes to this planet and the first or the yeah. first Jedi like makes an appearance here that that is starting to get known throughout the galaxy or something like that or something way down the road where it's like, wow, this an an actual myth about <laughs> about Jedi sure. and, and Sith and stuff like that instead of, you know, 18 years go by and they're like, what? I thought that was a bunch of hokey religion stuff. Yeah. You know, I hope yeah. I thought that was I've never even heard of it. You know, yeah, yeah. I want to see the stuff that's like hundreds of years ago, this, this stuff went down and now here's where we're at or something like that. I, I would just love to see, uh, a timeline spread so far just to not be able to expect what kind of things someone can do in terms of what starts to look less and less like what we know as star Wars and it's its own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when you have something that, you know, visually, the iconography of Star Wars is being changed to where it's not the traditional lightsaber. It's more of a samurai sword or this jabroni who's got the umbrella, like that kind of stuff. I think you can really relinquish that. Well, you know, this is how people looked in, in this era of Star Wars. And some of these episodes might be a little bit ambiguous or, you know, like they might not have these defining qualities to where you're able to point to, Oh, that's probably, that's probably, you know, post post empire, but probably, you know, pre a new hope, you know, like you can, you know, you can, you can really play around with those, those, uh, those dates there. And I think that that is, yeah, for sure. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's your number two? Uh, well, speaking of play, that was something that I am really looking forward to uh, with Star Wars Visions is a sense of play. I mean, we talked about it when we got that bit of a sizzle reel with the filmmakers who are uh, were invited to work on this. They really had this true sense of excitement and they seemed so glad that they were able to play in the sandbox of Star Wars and to really tell a story that is truly unique to Star Wars. Um, and I think because the canon label has been stripped away, I am hoping that not only this series, but the fans as well really do have this sense of play and not say, uh, that's not Star Wars. That No, that's not my Star Wars. I really want people to open themselves up and say, well, why not? You know, that, I think that that's a great question to go into the series with is why not? You know, why can't there be an umbrella with lightsabers on it. Why can't there be a droid who wants to be a Jedi? You know, all of these, why can't this lightsaber wrap around this other lightsaber? Like stuff like that. It's just like 
so different and fresh and fun and it has all this like unique flavor to it. And I'm really hoping that the filmmakers truly feel like they were able to, you know, unabashedly make the thing that they wanted to make and didn't feel constrained by Lucasfilm and really felt like they were able to just be like, you know, we wanted to do this thing. So we did that. And I'm hoping that fans are nothing but welcoming to that idea because, you know, they could be a bit of a tight ass sometimes. Loosen oh, yeah. up a little bit, you know, <laughs> unclench a little unclench. bit. Have some Just fun. Uncurl your toes. Let 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 yeah. all the all the tension out, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. totally Namaste, right. Namaste, guys. Be like Qui-Gon and just just center yourself, you know, because I think that this could really be uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we could, we could all feel like that little inner child again, where we're like, Oh wow. You know, like this is that's star Wars, like that yeah, sense of fun and play. That's what star Wars, not it's you know, definitely, whatever kind of tunic some guys wearing. Right. It's definitely going to be, um, a very interesting, um, vision of, uh-huh. <laughs> of what, of what you can do with, with star Wars. Yeah. Um, I'll save talking about that because that's kind of close to my number one. Sure. Um, we'll go to your number two. My number two. I want to see, and I'll I'll say this, we could just react as you want, but I'm ready. I, I want to see anime. I like <laughs> and I and we will, obviously. Right. You're gonna get your wish. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm thinking of this. I know what kind you mean, of, though. Like, like yeah. tr- not like a watered down No, no thank this you. is for Star Wars fans. No, it's anime, you know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I think the more that I've been thinking about Star Wars visions and the closer that, that it's been getting, um, I'm just so I'm getting so close to the the high schooler in me that was kind of a sucker for really, really dope anime. And, and I wasn't like, I wasn't like a total freak about anime. And we've talked That's about it a little number bit. Number one. I want this to be dope as shit. <laughs> yes. That was, <laughs> ah, you got me. Um, <laughs> I, I used to, I used to watch a lot of different things and, and anime definitely creeped its way into what I watched as a high schooler. We've talked about it a little bit before. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast once that one of my friends was like, you should watch this anime about, uh, this like underground roller skating gang and they just roller skate from rooftop to rooftop. And I was like, Talk about ah, fine. <laughs> yeah. And I like ended up watching it and I was like, this is actually kind of dope because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it can be. And I, I just really do want to see some, some true anime again, yeah. not the watered down American anime. Obviously sure. American anime has its merits. Um, yeah. but when I see a lot of things, currently and i'm like okay where i want to get back to what i truly think of when i think of a japanese studio you know just absolutely knocking it out of the park that's that's what i want to see you know yeah because when you look at i think it was the galaxy of adventures was what it was like the youtube shorts like it's this anime kind of reimagining of you know iconic events in star wars but just kind of looked through it like a slightly different lens to me, that only goes as far as being like, oh, cool. You know, like obviously the, the animation is beautiful uh, and I, it's it's definitely, again, has its own merit. But it seems like such a waste to bring in these, by all accounts, I'm, I'm nowhere near an anime expert, but by all accounts, these really um, uh, reputable, like very admired anime studios. It seems like such a waste to bring them in and then just be like, put them in this box and, you know, and not allow them to just really let loose and do something that is more similar to what you would see, um, in other, uh, anime projects. I think that, uh, again, what a waste if they were just going to really water it down and be something, well, we want to appeal to the, you know, the lowest common denominator. Yeah. So it, yeah. The, the characters will look anime, but it's not, you know, it doesn't have that kind of that energy that anime has. Yeah. I think that's a great one. Yeah. When I think of, when I think of anime, I can, I can picture different shots and different scenes and different, uh, you know, different stylistic choices of showing, showing what, uh, what an animator wants to show to, yeah. to convey something. There's, there's a really specific art form there that, you know, can, can get lost in translation, you know, yeah. almo- almost literally. And, yeah. um, and I think that there's the room there. I, I don't think, you know, with this, with this kind of hope, I don't think we'll be disappointed in that area. I just yeah. can't wait to see 
what kind of uh, what kind of things we're able to we're able to get. Like this is such a gift to be able to get this. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be wild. Yeah, and I think that leads me to uh, my number one pick, and then we'll bounce back to you for your number one. Okay. Uh, uh, for me, this I really this the the show has this as you said like a unique opportunity, and it's really able to explore corners of the galaxy uh, that are uh, uncharted. Uh, and for myself, not just narratively, uh, but like stylistically as well. And I really want this show to showcase things that I've never seen before. I think when you are merging these two, you know, uh, these two ideas or styles together in a way that really hasn't been done before to the truest extent, like the, the, Micro series Clone Wars definitely is anime inspired, uh, as is the Galaxy of Adventures. But to me, this is like the truest, like unfiltered anime. Uh, but you know, through the lens of Star Wars, I really want to see this and go, "Wow, I've never seen that before." Yeah. Um, and I, even if it's featuring characters like you know Boba Fett or Jabba the Hutt, which we know are going to appear in this with the Tatooine uh, Rhapsody uh, episode. I really am looking forward to seeing those characters in a different light as well, or, you know, beyond those episodes, exploring weird genres that I've never seen in Star Wars, like a rock opera musical, like, like a true musical, like in Star Wars. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I feel so, I'm so thrilled that we're going to have an opportunity to be able to explore these different eras, uh, areas. Uh, and as you said, timelines and weaponry and clothing and all of these different things. I'm, I, I, I can't wait to see this show and, you know, think to myself like, wow, I've, I've never seen that before. That's so exciting to me. I totally agree. Um, there's, there's a lot to be said about, you know, what Star Wars is able to do with, with new properties, because we've seen a lot of, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff. We've gotten a lot of content recently and the focus is always, okay, but what can I recognize from the other things that I've seen before? What, like, yeah. what can I pick out? Oh, that's an Easter egg because blah, 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 you know, oh, there's a, there's a battle droid in one shot in, in Rise of Skywalker. And it's like, oh, that's what makes it cool is stuff that I've already seen before. Yeah. And this is just something that, you know, we have no idea what to expect. There's so many avenues, so many possibilities that it's like, well, man, what a waste if we just went back to the same things that we've seen. And totally. Yeah. You know, there's such a huge opportunity there. And that's not to say that, that the episodes that we're going to get that feature things that we've seen before aren't as valuable as what we haven't, because there's even still, we've got so much, so much like stylistic choice there to say like, okay, you have seen these characters before, but you definitely haven't seen them like this. In, yeah, in whatever Fett way, do a musical number, like yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, maybe maybe Garrett will have some respect for the man himself. <laughs> Finally, Boba Fett is becomes one of my favorite characters. So I'll be like, oh, I love Boba Fett. Not the movies or the TV shows or the video games or anything like that, but that one episode of Star Wars Visions, that's my stuff right there. That's oh it. boy, that's oh, the yeah. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, buddy? What's your number one? I think that, and this is something that you touched on earlier, but um, and we've talked about a lot. Uh, this episode, but the idea of a sandbox and not just like, oh, like go play in this corner and go play in that corner and do whatever you want. I'm thinking more of the idea of like, so for, for context, uh, I also recently within the past couple of weeks, I, I rewatched the Lego movie. Um, yeah. Great film. Um, but this idea of being a creator, being a builder by taking things and, and kind of throwing away the directions and yeah. you, you, or, or having something that already exists and looking at it at a completely different angle. So my, my number one is kind of, uh, I guess flipping things on their head in a way that still utilizes what we have seen before this this idea of a sandbox of like we do know in in one of the episodes with the twins this is this is like where i'm coming from with this picture a star destroyer right okay you're picturing it got it i got it now make it a double star destroyer oh my god so right many like stars that's destroyed. that's what, like that, that's what we're going to get like it's just cool stuff like that or picture a lightsaber okay 
now picture uh it splits into 10 different parts and spins around right sick sick it's just this idea of like let's take <laughs> season two yeah. ordered <laughs> <laughs> let's take whatever already exists let's tweak it until it's you know until the point where it's no longer recognizable and now yeah. it's this new thing Totally. I just think this idea, because obviously we're going to get a lot of unique stuff, but that idea of of tweaking what we already know into something that's just like, man, why the hell not? Just yeah, throw absolutely. it in there. Um, that's something that I think is going to be really, really exciting um, just to see, you know, because it's not just like the limits of what we already have. It's It's way beyond that, way beyond that. And we've seen that before in like Rebels. One of my favorite things is the... Uh, the tie is it the tie infiltrator or tie i can't remember oh i it's, am that's that's a corner of star wars that i am not up to date on is ship names, names. Of ships Oof. oh my god i'm terrible at that but like, oh like i'll see like on trivia they'll be like you know what's the star destroyer that's the i'm like i don't i don't know dude i don't know it's the right. big one like that's that's the one that's the star destroyer right there like, i don't know what the names right. are <laughs> so rebels does this thing where it's like okay you know a, a tie fighter it's got those two wings give it yeah. a third one and it's like oh, oh my god that's so yeah. why is that so cool it just is yeah. you know yeah yeah i i think that's a great call and and the lego movie is a, a really great way to kind of illustrate that because that film is all about creativity and yeah you have this thing that you were familiar with you know but what if you kind of threw a uh, threw away all of like the preconceived notions about this thing and then just totally remixed it in a way to where it's something completely new, uh, completely new and unrecognizable, but still with the DNA of the thing that you are familiar with. Yeah. To me, that is nearly the promise of uh, Star Wars visions. And like you said, and like I said, the idea of, well, why not, you know, or like that to me is, is so exciting. And I can't wait uh, to talk about this. You and I will probably talk about more, uh, you know, off, off mic, what we're going to do, how we're going to tackle this series, because I would hate to just blow through each episode. To me, I really want to be able to dive into the series and give it the love that I feel it's, uh, it's, it's due. A little disappointed it's not going to be weekly, but I understand if they're only like, you know, 15 or so minutes, I get it. Um, but yeah, you and I will talk a little bit more uh, and we will come back next week to talk about Star Wars Visions. But in the meantime, Noah, I think it's time to wrap it up. I think it is time to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us this week. We hope you learned something today. If there's any topics or bits of news you think we should cover, head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message at ScumVillainPod. But for now, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Garrett McDowell. May the force be with you. We will see you next time. See you guys.